ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So a few years ago, Josh and I were at our cake tasting right before our wedding. And while I'm tasting the most delicious Sicilian pistachio cake you have ever had, I had this idea. Really, it was a knowing. I have to create a program for women in their 40s. I have to make sure that women in their 40s feel beautiful and feel alive and sexy and know their purpose and know that there's still time to go after their dreams. And this is their time. It just like came to me. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, Josh, you have to hear this, right? As soon as we got in the car, like I I was just hit with this idea. Now, as excited as I was, all of a sudden the fear came. Who are you to teach that program, right? My brain started saying to me, you're not even 40 yet. You're 39. Like, what are you thinking? You don't know anything about being in your 40s. Where are you going to find these women? Who's going to sign up? You're not going to pay for that. What do you know about running a group program? I mean, the fear and the voices were endless. But the excitement and that juicy feeling that this was something I had to do, that this was something that made me feel alive. It was like a tingling, like a knowing, like women are waiting for this. I knew I had to do it. And that was one of the moments in my life where I realized that the way to overcome fear is with courage. In fact, if there is no fear, you literally can't be courageous because (laughs) courage means that you overcame fear. And I realized that The only thing that is holding me back and really every woman I know who knows that they have purpose and is wanting to bring it out into the world and is wanting to strengthen their relationship, find love, create new movements, write a book, sing a song, get on stage, whatever it might be for you, travel the world. The only thing that is holding us back is fear. And the answer to that fear is to rise up in courage and face it. And so today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about fear and courage. Now, I am taping this episode on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a special day here in the United States where we honor this great man who gave us a vision of what the world, what America can be if we were to really say that all men, all people are created equal. You may have heard he gave a beautiful, compelling, profound life-changing speech that I actually read every year on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I'm just going to read a few sentences. He said, I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at a table of brotherhood. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Now, I can only imagine the fear he must have felt before delivering that speech in Washington. 
the fear maybe his wife or his children felt knowing that there may be consequences, there may be backlash. And so how perfect today to tape this episode about fear and courage because this man was a beacon of courage. In fact, he had a sermon that he once delivered on fear and how to master it, and I'm going to share that. I'm also going to share the amazing science behind the connection between fear and excitement and how to shift your fear. And I'm going to do all of this by sharing with you four client stories of overcoming fear and moving forward toward their dreams, toward their purpose with courage. You're going to want to stay tuned for every moment of this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. I am so excited. First, though, of course, we want to get to our review of the week. And this is coming to us from 1234 Lulu Berlu in the United States. And she she gives a five-star rating titled Feel Better Checked. Hi, first, thank you, all caps, she writes. This podcast is helpful to feel better and get self-confidence. Also, I always listen to it before or after school in order to motivate myself and continue to study hard. You have to listen to it. So worth it. Oh my gosh, woman. One, two, three, four, Lulu. I am so in love with you. First of all, I love that the Purpose Girl podcast is reaching women of all ages, right? Whether you're in school or you're 85, doesn't matter. What we are talking about here, going after your dreams, feeling alive, knowing how the science of happiness can help you flourish. Like this is applicable to us all. And it means so much to me that it's helping you with school. I hope you rock out your future. I know that you will. For all of you out there, you might be the next review of the week. All you have to do is pause the Purpose Girl podcast right now. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the Purpose Girl podcast and write a one sentence or two sentence review. It literally takes 60 seconds and helps so much because this is how women all over the world are finding us. We have been ranked in the top 20 in self-help and mental health all over the world from Slovenia to Canada to Mexico to Hong Kong. So it is because of your review. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And head on over right now. Okay, now I read Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech every year on this day. And this year, it inspired me to think, what if I were giving an I Have a Dream speech? What would that sound like? And I would encourage you to say the same because what is so amazing about his I Have a Dream speech is that it wasn't self-serving. It wasn't like, oh, I have a dream of being a big motivational speaker or being a minister, both things that he was, or being a great father, right? All things that he was and probably were his dreams. But he gave us a dream that was a vision. He gave us a dream that was purpose, right? Purpose is impacting the world in your unique way. It is active. And he gave us his purpose in a vision. And we all have the capacity for this kind of vision. And so it got me thinking today, what is my dream? And here it is. I have a dream that all women and girls will love themselves as is. I have a dream that all women and girls will find their bodies beautiful and will uplift each other and find each other beautiful and support one another no matter what. I have a dream that all women will know their worth and will go after their dreams even if they are afraid. I have a dream that all women will take the risks, big or small, necessary to live the purpose that they were born to live because women's influence on children women's influence on households, women's influence on society and the economy. If women are living their purpose, the world will change. So when women speak their voice, women believe in themselves, women live their true purpose, 
That is how we will change the world one woman at a time. I have a dream that women will show their natural care for others, their desire to make a difference, their fierce passion, their deep intuition, their ability to connect and create community, all to living their purpose. And that when they do, their children's lives will be changed, their families will be changed, their neighbors will be changed, their communities will be changed, we collectively will be changed. And that's my dream. Now you know why I'm so passionate about women living their purpose. I really believe it is the answer to changing this world. And let's be honest, the world is in a lot of chaos right now. There is a lot of hatred. There is a lot of other, right? That person is not like me. And this is where I think women could come in. There's a lot of greed. And we like our money too as women. We like to be affluent and abundant. And women naturally want to care and nurture others. Women naturally are statistically better at communication and connection. And so women living their purpose really is how we will change the world. Now, for me to realize my dream, you need to get over your fear, right? (laughs) Not to make it about me, but like, I want this for you because then you will be happier, right? I should add to my, I have a dream speech. I will add it right now. I have a dream that every single woman will be her happiest self and will feel fully alive and will be living a life that lifts her up and makes her feel like she is radiant, makes her feel like a queen and she will shine brightly. I have that dream that you will feel that way. And so for me to realize my dream, women have to get over the fear. Now, I know that the fear is real because the fear is real for me every day, right? Some people think I'm fearless. I get asked this all the time. How can I become fearless like you? And the answer is, there is no such thing as fearless. If I met someone who said that they were fearless, I wouldn't believe them. I wouldn't believe them because fear is not inherently bad. Fear can help you. I give this example all the time. If you are walking alone at night and someone starts chasing you, I want fear to kick in because that is going to make you flee. It's going to make you run. I want fear to have a healthy place in your life and in my life. What we don't want is for fear to take over in a place where it no longer serves us. And this is why I want to share with you four client stories. Hopefully one of them or more will resonate with you so that you can hear what these women were all facing, what we talked about, and how they shifted their fear into courage. So let me first tell you about one of my clients. We'll call her Jay. In doing our purpose work together, she realized that she wanted to go back to law school but she had been out of school for years, right? And she did not let this stop. Okay, I'm going to apply. I got this. Well, as she started going to interviews, everyone else in the waiting rooms were like 21 years old. We're wearing these Harvard suits, right? They were like really kind of intimidating. She's looking around and she's thinking, I haven't been in school in a long time. The last time I was in school, I did not get stellar grades. These people probably have better test scores, LSAT scores than I do. And the fear started to take over. And so she and I sat down and I asked her, and how many of them are you? She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I said, no, no, we're going to go over this step by step. So what I wanted to do with her was to help her see her uniqueness and how her uniqueness, her true purpose was the ticket to being accepted to law school. Not how long ago she went to college, not her test scores, though, of course, some schools won't even look at you based on certain scores. Rather, though, that the right school for her was going to see her as a gem for her total uniqueness, for her 
purpose, what is special and different and fabulous about her. And so we went through the elements of purpose. Now, first and foremost, we went through her superwoman strengths. Now, this is what is special and unique about you. This is who you are, your character, right? You might have a real strength of creativity. You might have a real strength of leadership, a real strength of kindness. You might have a real strength in your ability to appreciate beauty or real strength in being an achiever or somebody who's really great at gathering input, someone who's really positive, someone who can win other people over. Like These are incredible superwoman strengths. So we began with strengths and we listed out her strengths. Now, there are a number of ways. You can take different assessments to figure out your strengths. We can ask people who love her, who love you, what your strengths are. I've done this with all of my clients. We come up with themes. And as we narrowed in on her superwoman strengths, I said, now, how many people in the world do you think have your exact strengths? She's like, I don't know, probably a bunch. Well, not so. According to Gallup, which is the organization that created StrengthsFinder, StrengthsFinder 2.0, is really the leading authority on leadership engagement and company engagement and how to really employ strengths at work. There is a one in 33 million chance that someone has the exact same top five strengths as you. One in 33 million. Okay. So I said to Jay, now how many of those one in 33 million do you think are also applying to law school right now applying to the same schools as you? Now, of course, it was like a preposterous question because probably none. But we narrowed it in. She said, all right, well, maybe like 20% of the people applying have my top five strengths. All right, fine. I don't even know if statistically that's possible, but we went with it. The next is I said, and what about your talents, right? So we narrowed in talents are what you do well. So we narrowed really into her skills and the skills that she has that she does exceptionally well, right? That which she has honed. She is so good at communicating. She is exceptionally good at negotiating and influencing other people. She has exceptional public speech. She has a real talent in writing. So we went through her talents, right? This is what you do well. And I said, okay, so of that 20% of people applying to law school who have your exact strengths, how many of them do you think also have your talents? Your exact talents, right? Because keep in mind that while you may be really great with numbers, someone else is going to be really great with writing. Or while you're really great at design and art, someone else is going to be really great at coaching or managing people. So we each have different talents and skills. So she's, oh, I don't know, maybe like 20% of the 20%. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. So very few people have your exact strengths and talents. So then we went over her passions, right? These are the elements of purpose. We went over her passions, like what really fires her up, what gets her excited. And she has a passion for serving the underserved for promoting people who are underserved. She's particularly interested in helping people who have been marginalized in our society, whether that is LGBTQ, whether that is women who are having abortions and reproductive rights, whether that is people of color, people who are marginalized, and she wants to see them shine and thrive. And so I said, okay, of the 20% of the 20%, you get where I'm going with this, right? How many have your passions? We narrowed it down. Tiny, tiny, tiny percent. And then the last piece, getting to her purpose, is her life experiences that have given her the exact wisdom that she has to share with other people, the exact wisdom that she wants to share as a lawyer. And how many people have her life experience? Her brother died of cancer when she was just a little girl and needed to raise herself. Now, how many of the other people applying to law school have that story, plus have her exact strengths and talents and passions? She has been through so much. And how many people have her exact story? Of course, none. 
So as we went through this, she was like, you know what? You're right. Like, I'm badass. I am awesome. I have a great story to tell. I know exactly who I am. And so she repeated back to me her story of what she was going to say in her law school interviews and why she was so awesome. It empowered her to move through the fear. So here's the deal, Purpose Girls. Your purpose is the answer to everything, okay? It is more powerful than any tactic you will learn from any guru out there. So if you are online and you are wanting to put your purpose in the world, you're wanting to start a business, you're wanting to write a book, and people say, I made $10 million in one month using Pinterest. Okay, Pinterest might be awesome. Yay, Pinterest. But that is not the answer. The answer is your clarity of purpose and your knowing that this is what you are here for and that you are uniquely you. And that because you are uniquely you, you are needed. And that is what to come back to over and over and over again to shift out of fear and into action forward. Because then you can start thinking, who are the people who need my exact message? Who are the people who need my exact purpose? And you can shift from fear into courage. Now, this applies even if it's not purpose of work, right? Purpose with your kids. One of my clients was in an abusive marriage. And as she got clear on who she is, she needed to make change because of her little kids who are around three years old. Your purpose is the answer. Now, here's the cool thing. Researcher Kelly McGonigal, who is a world-renowned psychologist, incredible, so passionate woman. I highly recommend you look her up. She identifies that how we respond to stress is really up to us. That if we see stress as a bad thing, our blood vessels will constrict. It will feel bad. But if we see stress as meaning that we care, oh, this is something I care about, then it can actually activate strength. It can activate courage. Now, that is super cool. How you see it will actually have a difference in your body, which gets me to a second client story I want to share with you. We'll call her Kay. I guess I'm using initials today, okay? So Kay came to me because she wanted to switch industries. Right? She has been in her industry for 15 or 20 years. She's done exceptionally well in it, but it's never really made her feel alive. And when she was a little girl, she felt kind of like the ugly duckling. She never felt pretty enough. She never felt she was special enough. And so on her own, she started playing with makeup. She started wearing red lipstick. She started playing with wearing leopard prints and different ways of feeling beautiful. She has real icons that she looks up to in terms of beauty and fashion. And she knew and she felt like beauty, really feeling beautiful, made her confident in her job, made her confident to find her amazing husband who worships and adores her, makes her more confident as a mom. In fact, this woman is so amazing that she put herself on Instagram to start talking about beauty because this is the industry that she wants to be in. And in no time, she's over 600 followers. A couple of companies have contacted her to wear their items because she continuously puts out the message that beauty matters. And she came to me, how do I shift into this industry, right? So with her, we did a number of exercises, just like I do with all my clients. And we also did strengths. Now, I want to tell you this story of strengths from a little different perspective. With her, we looked at each strength and we reviewed it to say, with each of your strengths, how has that helped you in your career? Tell me a story of when that strength got you customers, when that strength helped your team because she managed a large team, a time when that strength brought people together 
in a meeting or in a presentation to do something fantastic and creative together? Tell me a time when. She was so afraid that her background wouldn't translate into the new industry. So by digging into each strength and really coming up with the stories, these stories were applicable no matter what industry, right? It happened to be in the industry that she was in, but what is not applicable about using a strength in order to sell more? What is not applicable about using a strength in order to increase customer satisfaction? The story of bringing people together in a meeting to come up with a plan when the other plan failed, I mean, that is applicable no matter what business, no matter what industry she is in. And this became the foundation of her going out into interviews and rocking it. Because beauty is her thing, we also did a deep dive into the feminine and what is beauty to her and looking at her icons and what do those icons tell her about beauty and about feeling sensual and feeling sexual. You might think, well, how does feeling sexy have to do with switching industries? But she acknowledged that as brilliant as she was and the beauty she felt by putting on the lipstick, she didn't have that deeper self-love, that deeper connection with her own sensuality. Now, if you want to go into beauty, that is very sensual industry. Now, I'm not saying it's sexual, but sensual in terms of colors, in terms of textures and feel, in terms of, you know, visual, there's a lot of senses there. And what customers want is to be able to look at someone who is helping them and get their sense that this is a woman who is confident and she is in her body and she is sensual. And so as we did this work, she started to feel more pleasure in her life, started dedicating more time to joy, started feeling more alive. She felt so empowered going to a job interview last week that the person she was interviewing with recommended her for a higher job, right? Not the job she was applying for, a higher job in the company. So let's look at what she did there to shift her fear into courage. Two things. One, massive self-love. Massive knowing herself, stretching beyond her comfort zone of really feeling embodied in her own beauty, in her own sense of pleasure. Really rounding out. She had it in her head, the business in her head. This is what I'm good at. This is what I can do. But embodying it. Also getting facts. Now, here's the thing. Fear hates facts, okay? Because fear is making up its own facts. Let me repeat that. Fear makes up its own facts. So when I had the idea for the program for women in their 40s, what has become the Empowered program and is for all ages now, but when I had that idea, fear told me that I couldn't do it, that I wasn't capable. It told me a story that because I was 39 and not 40, I didn't know anything. So fear made up its own facts. So fear cannot live with truth. So you need to give your fear actual facts, which means you need to be finding evidence, right? So what we did in finding the strength stories, all the stories of how she has used her individual unique strengths to rock it out in her current industry and in any, what would be applicable to any business, was giving her brain real facts to override the fear. It's a brilliant, beautiful way of shifting from fear into courage. In fact, as we did this work, she started shifting from fear or anxiety into excitement. And here's the cool thing. According to researchers, the response, the bodily response of fear and excitement 
are exactly the same in your body. Think about this. When you are afraid, you have a pit in your stomach, right? But what about when you're excited? Then you have butterflies in your stomach. And they're actually quite similar. I read one research article that showed that they were about two inches apart in your stomach, that the fear is a tiny bit lower. But think about how similar their bodily reaction is to fear and excitement. In fact, according to Alex Korb, PhD, he shares that in the limbic system, which is the part of your brain that controls your body's stress response and fear and emotions, that what happens is that in the hypothalamus, a part of your brain, the body's response to fear and the body's response to excitement is the same. A major difference is what is predictable. So this is why if you're watching a scary movie, it's predictable that you're going to be afraid. So then it feels more like excitement. But when you are going to go ask for the promotion or when you're going to go give the presentation to the board of directors or when you are going to start your purpose business, you have that fear. The opportunity is to see it as excitement. Like, yes, in both, your heart beats faster. You get a surge of cortisol, right, which is a hormone response, and the body prepares for action. Just like Kellen McGonigal said, it is how you see the stress that determines whether it feels good or it doesn't. Now, I'm not saying that this is easy, and you all know that I'm someone who has suffered from anxiety disorder my whole life. But what has helped me and helps my clients is really seeing that anytime you are afraid, you can see it as this means that this is something important to me. This means that this is something I care about. This is probably a good indication that this is something I really desire. Like if you want to go take your kids out of school for a year and travel the world and you're afraid, what are people going to think? That is a pretty good indication that that is something you really want. Now you can shift that fear into excitement and say, oh, okay, so this is telling me I'm excited about something. So let me gather some facts. Maybe you can find facts of other people who have done so and it was so good for their kids. Maybe you can find facts of when you have been courageous and you've overcome. And the more you are in a place of so knowing and trusting yourself from a place of embodied self-love, the more you will trust your inner knowing. So these are all ways to shift from fear into courage. In fact, recent research found that if you reappraise fear or anxiety as excitement, you will perform better. So if you notice that you are afraid, ask yourself, huh, what does this mean I'm excited about? Let me start gathering all the excitement. Let me start thinking about all the wonderful things that can happen. Purpose power tip. We are so good at saying, what if this fails? I bet whatever it is that you want to do right now, whether that is fall in love, start internet dating, open up the nursery school for kids, go volunteer for the Olympics, whatever it might be for you, start a business, everything. I bet you can give me a laundry list of what if in the negative and failure. A way to shift that is what if in the positive. Do you ever notice we don't do that? What if it's successful? What if it's wildly successful? What if Oprah wants to feature me on Super Soul Sunday with my nursery school? What if I impact a million people with my business? What if I get grants for my proposal? What if, right, like, so go into the opposite. It is a great way to shift from fear into excitement. It is a great way to shift from fear into courage. Turn it into excitement instead. Okay, I'm going to pause right here because I have to tell you, ladies, I've been telling you the last couple of weeks about the Purpose Girl 
Dream Business Accelerator, and it is on. Okay, I'm so excited. Women have been emailing me, and it's going to be you and me and a small group of women who are dedicated to 2020 being the year that you launch or expand your purpose out into the world. Okay, this is only for women who want to make a bigger impact in the world. You want to get your message, talents, and gifts out to people who need them. You want to take leaps forward, okay, and ensuring that you are getting your purpose out there. You want to fully step into your truth as a businesswoman, a business goddess. You want to do well financially and do good. Like you are worthy of that. It is going to be four months from mid-February until mid-June, right before baby comes. And we are going to get you rocking out, taking action. Like, yes, I'm going to teach you how to be visible on social media. And I'm going to teach you and answer any questions you have about starting a business, legal, any of that. And the most important thing, because what holds women back is believing in yourself, is being so clear on why you and what you have that is so special to offer. What holds women back is not being fully committed. So you busy yourself with everyone and everything else first. What holds women back is feeling insecure. And I am done with that because I want you to live your purpose. So join me in the Purpose Girl Dream Business Accelerator. It is going to be amazing. If you want your VIP invitation, because it's only open to a small group, if you want that, you want to email me, karen at karenrockhine.com, karen at karenrockhine.com. And you and I are going to get on the phone and we're just going to chat about it and see if it's for you. And the worst thing that happens is that you and I become friends and we've had a great conversation and that's cool too. So make sure that you email me because this is going to be so spectacular. Okay, I can't even wait. Let's talk about my third client story. We'll call her P, okay, since we're doing initials today. P is part of an international women's group where I am a coach in that group. And the exercise was called dream that you are afraid to share or dream you're afraid to dream. And each woman was encouraged to really feel into, and this is great for you too, what is that dream that is kind of so scary, so yummy, but oh, it really makes you so scared that you haven't even admitted it to yourself. You certainly haven't admitted it to anyone else. You're even afraid to say it out loud, right? Like, oh, I really, really, really want a TV show. I really, really, really want to sing on Broadway or I really, 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 whatever it might be for you. I really, really, really want to open up my own nursing home for elderly people to feel special, whatever it might be for you. And we don't share our dreams with other people because we're afraid. We're afraid, what if I don't do it? Then are people going to judge me? They're going to think less of me. And by the way, the answer to that is no. Okay, I've been through this a million times in my own life and with clients. When you tell people your dreams, they are inspired. When you tell people your dreams, sure, there may be some naysayers and there will be others that are inspired, but nobody is holding you to an exact date, okay? But we don't tell people our dreams because we are afraid. We're afraid we won't do it. We're afraid we'll be judged. And so she shared her dream of starting her own business. But as she was talking, I could tell that money was a real issue for her. She felt uncomfortable asking for a sale. She felt uncomfortable with the idea of making more money. And so I honed in on that and I said to her, Pete, let's talk about you and money what's your relationship to money? And she kind of squirmed in her chair. It was a video call so I could see. And she probably she went, oh my goodness, that is such a good question. And she started talking about how she grew up with everything she needed. It's not like she wanted for anything, but they didn't have a lot of money. And some of their neighbors and some of the people in the community and some of the other kids had a lot of money. 
And so she started really thinking that people with money were selfish. And she would see these examples of wealthy people in the news. People with money are greedy. People with money are selfish. If you're going to live your purpose, if you're going to do something impactful, she kept saying to me, it shouldn't be about the money. I shouldn't care about the money. I shouldn't care about the money. I should only care about making an impact. And it rang true for me. And all of the other women on the call were nodding and typing into the chat that this was so resonant for them. Because this is a key thing I find with women. We think I can either do good in the world or do well financially, right? We've been told you can have profit, but not with purpose. Profit or purpose, you cannot have both. Well, who the F said we can't have both? This is ridiculous, right? Think about it. That is a story that we have made up. It certainly is a story that we've been told in our very kind of old white patriarchal world, but this is not truth. So I asked her, well, do you know anyone who has both, who has money, profit, and purpose? Started thinking about it. And I said that you don't have to personally know them. They can be celebrities. So then the name started flying. Oprah, Ellen DeGeneres, Marie Forleo, Michelle Obama. The list kept coming and coming. So I said, great, let's just take one of them. She said, I really admire Marie Forleo. Awesome, me too. So we looked at, what do you like about her relationship with money? She said, well, she's so helpful. She puts out all those videos. They're super helpful. You don't pay for them. But she also is rocking it out in her business, making a lot of money. She seems to do good with her money. She seems to like use it in good places, right? We started talking a little bit about Oprah too, how Oprah opened a school. And then all of a sudden she realized, oh, wait, my fear of being a jerk because I have money. The answer to that is to see it differently. This is advice I got from a coach once. And she said, anytime you have a difficult situation, you either can change the situation or you can change how you think about it. Now, that is brilliant to overcome fear. You can change the situation or you can change how you think about it. In fact, a lot of people talk about fear as false evidence appearing real. Speaking of Marie Forleo, I love in her book, Everything is Figureoutable, she says, face everything and rise. Right, so the answer for P wasn't to avoid money or to just say, oh, I don't care about money or I don't need money. It's okay to love money. It's okay to want money so that you can go on vacation with your kids It's okay to want money so you can live in a beautiful house that inspires you and makes you feel like a queen. It's okay to want money so that you can buy your friends and family gifts and give back to causes that you care about. It's okay to want money to have a manicure. It's more than okay. This is something as women that we've been told we shouldn't want or shouldn't be important. And what I want to suggest to you is it's not either or, it's a both and. And how is the world going to change? What if more women had more money? They'd probably use it in really beautiful ways with connections, with giving back to charities, opening different causes and foundations. Women having money would be a beautiful thing, especially because women are still the major caretakers of the home and kids. So this can only be a good thing, but we have to change our money story. And so I asked her, what kind of relationship do you want with money? P paused and then she said that we're friends. Feel that. Friends. I'm going to be friends with my money. Ooh, it just feels so good to me. I was like, yeah. Now, if you were friends with your money, how would you speak to it? What would you do with it? How would you treat your money? How would you approach your money? And so we came up with action items that she could take to actually become friends with her money. Having conversations with her money, sitting down and looking at her numbers in a different way was so beautiful. Really thinking about what would she do with this money when she has it? Recreating the relationship. 
So our lesson here is that a way to overcome fear is to face it. A way to overcome fear is to face it. In fact, this may be the only or the best way to overcome your fear. Now, Martin Luther King Jr. gave a sermon in 1957, I believe, called The Mastery of Fear. He said, and I quote, there is probably no emotion that plagues and crumples the human personality more than that of fear. Everywhere we turn, we see that monster fear. Every road we travel, we meet that monster fear. Fear expresses itself in diverse forms, fear of others, fear of oneself, fear of growing old, fear of death, fear of change, fear of disease, poverty, and he goes on. And then he says, the difficulty of the problem is not that we are to get rid of fear altogether, but we must harness it and master it. Like fire, right? Fire is not all bad. Fire, what's happening in Australia is bad. It's terrible. Fire burned down my neighbor's house across the street. Terrible. But fire in my fireplace that is well-contained and I can enjoy while I'm sipping tea and writing in my journal or meditating, that's beautiful. Fire that cooks my food for my family, that's beautiful. Fire in the candle that I light every single morning is beautiful. So Martin Luther King Jr. said, like fire, fear is a useful and necessary servant, but a ruinous master. It is fear when it becomes terror, panic, and chronic anxiety that we must seek to eliminate. So he goes on to say, how do we master fear? And this is something I absolutely love. He says, of basic importance in mastering fear is the need of getting out in the open, the object of your fear, and frankly, facing it. Facing it. This is why, I don't know if I've ever shared with all of you, but I am terrified of heights. Terrified. Now, the answer to that could be that I never actually climb upstairs. I never do anything that would induce that fear. Instead, I've done the opposite. My sister wanted to jump out of a plane on her 30th birthday. I was terrified. On video, I say, Mom, this is her idea if I die. But I did it. I absolutely did it. I jumped down and had that exhilaration. I've gone paragliding. Also, sick to my stomach, but facing the fear. The scariest one is that I went bike riding over the Golden Gate Bridge on a very windy day in San Francisco by myself. I was crying. I would stop every few seconds. I was sure the wind was going to blow me right over into the water. But I kept going and I kept going. I kept going until the end. And then a huge reward. A girlfriend of mine met me on the other side in Salsalito, which is like one of my favorite places on earth for a glass of wine. And she put my bike in her car and we drove home. But I did it. Just like P is facing her money fear, rewriting that story, knowing that she can have both purpose and profit and be perfectly, beautifully aligned and be a business goddess, a woman on purpose. So fear is actually healthy if it inspires you to do the brave thing, if it inspires you to live a bigger life, and if it inspires you to spend more time with your kids or it inspires you to put your brilliant song into the universe, if it expands you. Fear is actually a good thing. We want to see it as something that is helping us rise to the occasion with courage. Now, let's talk about the word courage for a minute. The first part of the word, cœur, comes from the Latin root, core, or the French word cœur, right? That's the same root. And that means heart. Heart. So courage is the heart. The second piece 
is rage, right? Kah, rage. Rage is energy. Yeah, in one context, it can be uncontrollable anger. But think about in another context, it can be widespread enthusiasm, right? Like black and white polka dots are all the rage this season. I don't know if they are, but I just made that up. So rage actually is like, can be enthusiasm or energy. So energy of the heart, courage, energy of the heart. Now fear lives in your head. Fear lives in your mind. It's a pesky mind trying to always tell you you're doing something wrong. You did something wrong. You're going to do something wrong. You shouldn't. You should. Blah, 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 blah. We must drop into our heart. We must drop into our heart. And that is the fourth example that I want to give you. The last person I want to tell you about is A, okay? A and I started working together because she knew she wanted to go after her purpose, but didn't know what her purpose was. And as we discovered what her purpose was, she suddenly got afraid. And she said, this is the first time in her life that she's actually even felt fear. I mean, she has rocked it out in life. She's put herself through college. She's doing exceptionally well in her job. She's a mama. Like, she is rocking this world out. But going after your purpose, going after a dream can feel so personal that it can bring about fear in a different way than we've ever felt before. And so she just kept saying to me, I don't know. I just, I have a block there. I just, I'm afraid I have a block. I have fear is a block. Fear is a block. And so I kept hearing her use the word block and I asked her, so when you hear the word block, what image does that give you? And she said to me, a wall. Perfect, right? Do you in your mind now have a picture of a big cement wall or a big wooden wall, some sort of wall that you ain't going through, right? If we continuously think of block, that's what we're going to get something that we can't move forward with. So I said that to her and I said, what other image would you like to have with fear? What would you like to see fear as? Pause. And she said, a hurdle. And a hurdle I can always run over. Bam. Go A. Right? A hurdle, even if we think about the best runners in the world, they all fall over hurdles sometimes. They all trip but then they get back up and they keep running. Maybe they learned, oh, I've got to practice more. Maybe they learned, I've got to try a different kind of shoe. They learn and then they keep going. And because she's a mama, I asked her, what would she do if her child was afraid, right? Let's say her child came to her and said, I have to do a presentation at school and everyone's going to make fun of me and they're going to laugh and I'm going to look stupid. And she started crying. What would you do then? And so A and I really got into this where I asked her to close her eyes and imagine her child being this afraid that none of the other kids would like her presentation, that they would all make fun of her. And as A was envisioning this and sharing with me what she would do, she would hug her. She would tell her, it's okay that everybody gets afraid. That she would say to her, you're going to do great and it doesn't matter what other people say as she was really being kind and compassionate and loving and encouraging and supporting her daughter to be brave, she had tears in her eyes. And I even asked her to consider her own younger self and what that would be like. And it was this beautiful moment where energy of the heart, courage, is what overcame fear, right? Because energy of the heart is where she could say to her child, everybody's afraid and you can do it. And so the lesson from this one is to really find that heart energy, that compassion for yourself 
You don't have to look perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to know everything to go after your dream, to live on purpose, to go for the relationship you want, to ask for the promotion. Heck no. You have to have compassion for yourself, for your humanness. You have to be able to say, everybody gets afraid and I can still do it. You have to be able to have that deep love and belief that even if I fall down, I'm going to get back up. That's how we shift into courage. With all of this, including my own example, there is one common theme. And that common theme is taking action. Action is the antidote to fear. We must take action when we are afraid. It is truly the only answer. It might be imperfect action. It probably will be imperfect action. But let me tell you this. When you are afraid to ask for the promotion and you send the email that you'd like a meeting, you are going to feel so proud of yourself. If you are afraid to put yourself out for dating and you get together with a girlfriend and you write your profile for online, you are going to be so proud of yourself. You might still be afraid. If you are afraid of heights and you bike across the Golden Gate Bridge, you are going to be so proud of yourself. If you've been wanting to start a business and you go and you get a Squarespace account and you create one page for your business website, you are going to be so proud of yourself. If you've always wanted to have a podcast and you contact me and you say, how do you start a podcast? You are going to be so proud of yourself. Every action we take helps us overcome the fear and stand in that energy of the heart, stand in courage. Because where we need courage the most is in what lights us up the most, is in our heart in what truly is our passion, our purpose, what we're here for, what inspires us, what lights us up. Action. And I want you to break it up into the smallest, smallest, smallest action step. You want to start a business? Send me one email that we can have a conversation about the accelerator. You want to write a book? Open up your computer and write one sentence. Even if that sentence is, I don't know what to write. You did it. You wrote a sentence. Action is where it is at. So these have been your purpose power tips for today. Each one of these client stories has a gift for us. Martin Luther King Jr. has a gift for us. There is so much opportunity. And the only way, right, the only difference between people who have dreams and actually succeed at them and the people who don't are that the people who succeed in them, they went for it even with the fear. They went for it even with the fear. And that is what I believe in you to do as well. So with that purpose, girls, I am so excited to see all that you do in 2020. I'm so excited to see you rise out of fear and into courage. I'm so excited to see you take action. I want to hear what actions you take. And of course, those of you who want to start a business, 2020 is your year and you want to coach with me. If you've been wanting to coach with me, now is the time because July baby comes and I'm going to take a little bit of time off. So if you've been wanting to coach with me individually or in the accelerator, even if you don't know your purpose and you want to do individual coaching to figure out who am I? Why am I here? Contact me now. Go over to Purpose Girl. Fill out the contact form. Let's get it on. Do not let 2020 pass you by. Let's do this, girl. I want to do this for you like I've done this for the other clients. Like, let's do this. I hope you have loved this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. If you did, again, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave your five-star review, contact me about the Accelerator About Coaching, join me over in the Purpose Girls Facebook group, It's free. I post different stuff there every single day, including lives and journal prompts and all that kind of good stuff. And the place to get all of the secret information is to join my newsletter. You want to go to purposegirl.com for that. And of course, share this with all of your friends, all of your family, 
Let's change the world one woman at a time. With that purpose, girls, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself. And may you love life. Bye for now. <laughs>